back to the best podcast, your favorite podcast, Good Books, Bad Banter. I'm your host, Maddie. And I'm Tori. And today we're talking about Carrie Soto is back by TJR and we in love. <laughs> Holy fuck. Literally. Holy fuck. This is the first book, the first audiobook that has actually made me tear up and legit, like physically cry at work. That's impressive. I know. And I really try to keep it together Are you because I'm cold hearted. No, <laughs> I'm in public at work with my other colleagues. I've been like had to. I don't listen to sad books while I'm at work, and it's not that this was sad. It just was so beautiful that it I was just so it, beautiful. It I, like, got, got me teary eyed at the end because it was just such a good book. I just, yes. So, geez, not cold hearted. <laughs> Oh my god. You it's, bitch. It's just a joke. It's okay. Are you sure it was a joke? Because you looked at me like I was serious. <laughs> You're literally not cold hearted. If there's one of us that's cold hearted, it's me. So. That's the biggest fucking lie I've ever heard. Between but the two of us? No. Yeah. Anyway. Whatever. <laughs> Moving on. We're both really obsessed. We were texting all day about how much we love this book um carrie soto is everything she's my idol i want to be her i wish i was her oh my gosh i wish i had this book when i, I was a kid love the fact that she was tough and she was like quote-unquote mean and that she was brutal and she, and she was a, give a bitch fuck. she didn't give two fucks she was like i don't care what you think i'm a bitch i am a bitch she's like yeah okay she's like and what of it? With it or goodbye she's like tell me something new yeah literally oh, she's so good and people complained about that i'm like why what the fuck that's such a breath of fresh air to have a character that you didn't really like totally like i grew to like her because yeah I, you like, literally texted me you were like carrie's such a bitch dude she is i was like she's such a bitch but i'm kind of like impressed because i've never could be like that bitchy or that just abrasive in yeah just oh she embodies everything that i wish i could do because whenever i get frustrated and upset i just cry mm -hmm. so i look like an idiot jesus <laughs> but i was looking back at my goodreads and i told you this in the car on our way to the gym earlier that last year for 2022 i started the year off with malibu rising yeah that was the first book i finished for the year and i gave it five stars because it was a five-star book obviously um and this year, Carrie Soto is Back was the first book that I finished for 2023, and I gave it five stars. Uh, Malibu Rising was one of the first books I read, too, when I got back into reading, and I loved oh, it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I'm starting off both years, like, strong. strong. Very strong. Mm -hmm. um, strong so women. We we did this once again. Um, we already are starting to talk about the book, and we have not given three updates. We did this the other episode, too. Oh, yeah. So before we so keep going, excited. I know we have a lot to say. Before we keep going, give your three updates. Okay, three updates. Um, we Did we talk about how we met Allie Hazelwood yet? No. No, we met Allie Hazelwood. Because it was Wednesday. Because we went to her book signing and, like, author talk. Mm -hmm. um at good mm -hmm. at, at good people at book people <laughs> all good people downtown. here and then if you know where that book is from say it in the comments below even though we don't have comments <laughs> that was uh 
you know what book it is yeah i read it or i listened to it you did yeah it was me from the crime junkie podcast mm-hmm. yeah from ashley, ashley flowers. flowers yeah it was so and i'm brit so... <laughs> i never have listened to that podcast once in my life oh never mind you did not get that <laughs> Is that her co-host? I'm assuming. Yeah. She's yeah. like, well, she's like, hi, I'm, and I'm Ashley Flowers. And then her co-host is like, and I'm Brit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody has like, I've heard gone back and forth. Like, shit talk on Brit. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it kind of sad, but like we're team Brit now because she like went through like a whole like health scare crisis and stuff. So we almost didn't have Brit. Now we love Brit. Mm-hmm. And so we are appreciative every single time that she says, and I'm Brit because she's here with us today. <laughs> Talk about the worst, like. (laughs) What was I even talking about? Allie Hazelwood. (laughs) We did that book talk or the, we went to this book event because Tori, that was Tori's present to me for Christmas. And it was so nice and so thoughtful. When she gifted it to me, I started crying and then she got really weirded out that I cried. So she told me to stop crying (laughs) because it makes her feel weird. (laughs) Even though she tells all of our other friends in our friend group, bitch cry. I mean, you can cry, but it just... I was crying happy sense. tears. I was crying happy tears. I was so happy and touched and shit. And then she was like, stop crying. This is just, like, too much. And so she invalidated my feelings, guys. Oh, my God. I'm... I didn't invalidate your feelings. I just said, you don't need to cry. I tickets to go see an author. Like... You acted like I gifted that you. That was the like, first the time world. I had ever done that. Me I, too. Yeah, so you did give me the world. Oh my lord. It was very sweet. I was just like, this is not the reaction I was expecting. <laughs> I thought maybe you'd like, be like, woohoo, and not start crying. <laughs> I, was like, I was crying so happy. Tears. I was like, that's so sweet. Thank you so much. And you're like, stop it. <laughs> this is making me feel weird. <laughs> oh my god! Ooh, I have tears in my eyes right now. Are you uncomfortable? No, because they're from <laughs> laughing. Are you sure? Yes. I didn't know what to do. I know. Because I didn't need to comfort you. I know. If someone crying from sad tears, I'd be like, I'm so sorry. Like, but the broom. Happy. <laughs> <laughs> the broom. You're like, there they are. They're there. When you're happy, I can't be like, it's okay. I'd be like, yeah, I'm excited too. I'm not going to cry though. <laughs> oh, no. I cannot wait until we start like videoing these episodes because the face is that. I have a literal single tear coming down, rolling down my eye. Oh my, oh God. my God. Okay. So anyways. Anyways. My, you still have two more updates. I know. My two other updates are... Um, I had really good brunch on Saturday. Mm. You went back to Paperboy? Mm-hmm. And I had their chicken and biscuit, and it was the most amazing thing I've ever eaten in my life. It was so good. Yum. So good. I would definitely go back. And I had really good old-fashioned. And then this weekend, I'm going camping, and I'm going to read so many fucking books. I know. Lucky you. So many. I'm so it's excited for you. I'm going to do besides, like, hike. <laughs> yeah. Hike you, and read. Hike and read. That's my plan. And do a little yoga. Mm. Yoga by the lake. That sounds like good plans. It is a good plan. I'm really excited. Okay, what's your three updates? My three updates are... hmm. 
silence. Uh, wow, so, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I had a lot of stuff what happen. What did you do the other night? I On went Friday to night or Saturday night. a country bar and danced and had a really great time. And yeah, I had actually a really, really fun time. And I went to this really cool restaurant and had a great time there too. Uh, so anyways, the date went well, is what <laughs> I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> the date went well. Um, so, um, like I had mentioned last podcast. I was going to say you mentioned the last podcast. I, I did. This one, but. But, yeah. <laughs> Certain people are listening now. Oh, um, fuck. That's right. Hello. Hi. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, anyways, date went well. Uh, we are going to see them again this next weekend, so. Yay. Um, this weekend I have a baby shower for one of my, um, family friends daughters and like we grew up together like she's i think like seven or eight years older than me so she would take care of us like babysit us and stuff mm. so and her brother was like around my age if not younger or something like that i can't remember they're close to my age range and our age range and stuff mm-hmm. um but she is had pregnant with her first baby so we're gonna go see her go to her baby shower and see her so i'm like, super excited um and then what else did we do what else oh and then sunday we had a whole content day stuff and that was super fun oh, we yeah. got to be together for most of the time we went back to book people we did some shopping we took some photos um we did a lot of different things for the pod and we went to this really cute coffee shop mm-hmm. um that had blue coffee that literally like blew my mind it was really tasty it was so good i like kind of dreamed about it um but anyways yeah those are my three updates so maybe listen along to hear for more about my saturdays in austin (laughs) so anyways um besides those i don't even think i need to ask you what your rating is it's a five Remember what I told you last weekend? It was like, not every book can be a five. Yeah, and you know what? Sorry, we just read really fucking good books. <laughs> we talked about this before, how I'm someone who enjoys every book for what it is, so it's hard mm. for me. But I don't give every book a five, because last week I ended up doing a four and a half. You knocked it down. Yes, you did say did. five initially. I did, but then you brought up a good point, and I was like, okay, you're right. I'm going to knock it down. Okay. And also, Little Women... We gave, like, two stars. (laughs) Yeah, that's the only one that we really saw eye to eye with um, on that one. But, and then, yeah, I haven't given every single book a five, so fuck off with that narrative. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Um, what's your rating? A five, also. Yeah. Okay, bitch, so don't give me shit for Okay, but I've had more, I've had more variety. They've just been between four and five. (laughs) Like, four and a half, four seventy-five for this for that i was actually thinking about giving it like a four and a half but then i was like no i liked this book way too much i think it deserves all five five. all five stars um because the story like really caught me i i really liked the audiobook because Mm -hmm. the audiobook had a cast it did and it really felt like it was it really like captured all of the characters well yeah really well Mm -hmm. and their personalities and then also like the fact that like it's like a sports book so it had like Mm -hmm. a sports uh segment every other broadcast and and papers and authors like you know whenever they would make articles about her and stuff 
mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. So I think they did a really good job with this book. Honestly, I feel like this character, Carrie herself, I loved being in her head, dude. I loved being and getting to see everything she's talking about because, like, it gave me so much more, like, depth of her about why she was, like, being a bitch and why she was, like, well, not a bitch, but everybody thought she was a bitch because yeah, she was, the, like, like, that's how my, like, thinking that. is. She's, like, my dad always told me that if you're not the best, then you're, like, if you're not first, then you're last sort of thing. And she took her dad's, you know, criticisms and his encouragements and stuff and like took them to like a hundred and try and be mm-hmm. perfect and stuff so to see all of her like thoughts and like her logic of like well why doesn't he understand why doesn't he get that i like want this because i just i'm focused on like the stats or i'm focused on winning and i'm focused on be- focused on being the best and um yeah i don't know i just loved being able to see all of that because i can see like she's like i I can see how much of a bitch she tried to be, or she was, but I loved the, that no, of her. She was perfect. She's a bitch in a good way, like with a she, capital B. She was everything I've always wanted in a female main character. I know. That's why it was like the whole time I was just like, "This is I cannot wait." Who I've been waiting for. That just didn't get, didn't give any fucks. Sorry, I just totally hit, hit your computer. That's fine. Um. No, it's like she just didn't give two fucks. No. Honestly. And I was like, thank she was you. Like, I know I'm good and I'm not going to fucking apologize for it. No. And I am not going to sit here. Gonna... And I like how she was like, I'm not going to pretend that every game, like there could have been a chance that she could have won or that yeah. I would have never have known that, that I would have been the winner or that this is about luck or because that they talk everybody about... would, you know, like she was like, there was a chance that I didn't think I was going to take it this round. She's like, no, I knew I was going to win. I deserve to win. I am the best. And mm-hmm. that's why I won. And I'm like, yes. No, I fucking love her so much. Like, and she, I love how she, I mean, this book totally touches on the sexism in sports, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, um, and in the media and how they run together or whatever, but how she was like, I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh like misty eyed like this was like about luck or i'm so surprised that i won like a damsel no. almost like you know saying that crediting like, other things other than her talent mm-hmm. like other like environment she's factors like no or i whatever. fucking work hard i know i'm the best and no one or nothing is getting credit except for me because i did that mm-hmm. it was me myself and i on that court oh and it's so beautiful tgr's writing is amazing it's, it's so dynamic. It's succinct. And I think we said this with Evelyn, like, but we didn't miss out on any of the details, even though the writing was, like, more simple, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think TJR is just a good author who gets the story out. I think out. she's got her niche. Yeah. Historical fiction, I think she does it well. And I oh do gosh, not think yeah. that she's like, I think she found like her calling in that specific niche because every book that has been put out in her historical fiction era I loved. Mm-hmm. Daisy Jones and the Six, that's a historical fiction. Mm-hmm. Evelyn Hugo's in a historical fiction. Uh, Malibu Rising is a historical fiction. This one, Carrie Soto is back, is a historical fiction, and they all feed off just slightly with each other in yeah, different they just decades. Have tiny little like overlaps. Yeah, of like characters dating or like she's reading bo- Daisy Jones and the Six. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I haven't read Daisy Jones and the Six yet, and I know you want me to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, is Daisy is she a white woman or is she a woman of color? 
She, I think she's a white woman. Okay, because something I noticed is TJR has a pattern of non-white women, which is great. I have, like, two thoughts on it. I'm like, this is wonderful. Writing people, like, perspectives from a non-white person. Right. Like, so many novels are written from that, right? But I'm also pretty sure she's a white woman, so I'm like, where does she get the authority to write about these perspectives? We talked about this in Evelyn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I... But it, like, really became Evelyn when I was reading this. So I'm like, okay, this is now her third book of hers that I've read where it's, like, a woman of color's point of view. There's a few There's a few points, like, in this that I wish were just touched on a little bit more. But, like, with realizing Gwen was a woman of color, I did not realize she was a woman of color until almost at the end of the book. Oh, no, she said it, like, right when we met her. Oh, okay. See, she like, was I must talking have, about how she's maybe, a black woman. Okay. See, yeah. that's maybe... Sometimes I when you think, listen to a book, yes. it's easy to, like, skip I was tiny at, little details right. like that. Because well, you're working as you listen. Exactly. I was doing stuff. I was doing really mundane, like, very tedious things anyways. Because that's really the only time I can do stuff. So I saved everything that I can just kind of lose my mind. Like, let my mind to, drift yeah. for today. So that way I could listen intently but i guess i just i did miss that but anyways um but yeah the i the same issues are kind of probably going to be coming up in the same book with how or the same issues of tgr are going to be coming up in this book as well as they were in evelyn because i've even noticed it as well too yeah that she is again a hispanic not hispanic she's latina yeah and tjr is not latina right at all um, but I did like, there was a lot more heavy usage of Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. Some people complained about that and I wanted to fuck them. Like, fuck them. Flip them off and say like, fuck you to them. Wow. That came out wrong. Obviously. I got you. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Different sentiments. Um, Different emotions on that one. Fuck them up. You know, there whatever. You go. There you go. Anyways. Anyways. Um, because screw you. They're like, there was no translations. I'm like, first off context clues if you can't figure it out yeah second off look it up literally if you're reading it on your kindle it's so easy and yeah people are like you can use kindle translate kindle translate if you're looking it up there and if not google yeah also exists and if not like just get over yourself literally you want every book to be in english but just it's just so haughty of you to think that like i was like get over yourself I was like oh my god uh you're a big person i was gonna say big kid but you're i'm a big kid now uh and you have access to the internet and resources baby resources i just was like that's the dumbest reason to not literally like to knock book. off yeah to knock off stars because and i bet you like, if there was like a so nordic bad. if there was nordic language in like literally of uh in akatar or whatever nobody would give two shits no no that drove me fucking insane when i read that multiple times multiple times yes i actually didn't look up any uh reviews because i figured they were all just gonna be the same saying that i love carrie i love carrie i love carrie oh, but well, i know I that you had i know that you had a few that you mm-hmm. wanted to like tear apart so mm-hmm. i'm gonna let you shine on this okay well when we get to that part i also <laughs> TJR loves a dead mom. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Or a dead, just a dead parent. Because my, literally. Oh my gosh. No, because in Malibu Rising, the mom dies. In Evelyn Hugo, the mom dies. In this book, the mom dies. 
Evelyn Hugo, the mom does not die. It's the dad. No. The mom is alive. Evelyn's mom isn't alive. No, but Monique, her mom is alive. The dad died. Wait, wait, wait. The reporter. Oh, yes. But I'm talking about Evelyn's mom instead. Oh, yeah. But I mean, she like, but she just likes die- she likes killing off parents. Yes. And I was just like, okay, she loves a dead parent for, <laughs> for the foil. The dead parent trope. Literally. <laughs> Single parent trope through most of the book and then dead parent trope. Yeah. So. Basically. Yeah. Uh, I like how you brought that up. But anyways, before we get into more of the things, we have not said that this is a spoiler part. Uh-huh. So before we get into anything else, um. We're going to move into actually, like, discussing the book. Um, we need to be better about this. <laughs> but anyways, we're going to start really going into the book in detail. So if you have not read it, please go read it. I know this is, like, it was a Goodreads winner. Was it for this past year? Uh, I think or 2022? So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Because fiction. she won three years in a row. Yeah. So, um... For historical fiction, so definitely go give it a shot if you haven't yet. Go read you or won't be listen. Yes, you go read or listen to all the other books that we had mentioned uh, beforehand because they're great both in audio and obviously in print yes, or ebook. And the tennis is not like confusing. No, she explains it. She explains Which it, I and wonder... she keeps it, and she also keeps it very simple. So yeah. don't be intimidated by that. But please go read it and then come back and enjoy the conversation. Or if you don't want to do that, who cares? Keep listening because we have a good talk ahead of us. So anyways, what were you going to say? Sorry. Well, I was going to say that's another thing that I noticed. I was like, I wonder if she played tennis or if she consulted with someone or she just did her own research. Because I feel like she wrote the game really well. I know. I was curious. Tell me why immediately whenever I ended the book, I looked up when the U.S. Open was. Oh, really? To get tickets. Because my my grandparents... To get tickets? My grandparents love tennis. Really? Love tennis. They have gone to the U.S. Open. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And they watch Serena play. Oh, that's so cool. And Venus. Tennis is way more interesting in person than on the TV, though, I have to say. Like, I've watched Mm -hmm. it many times in my life. Because... It was so cute because my grandma would go and she'd be all, like, in her little, like, Nice little clothes and her rings and shit. And yeah. I'm like, Grandma, you look so cute. Oh, my God. But they would go, and now I want to go. And I want to take them. Dude, I would totally go. I want to take them. I don't – I understood the game, but I also didn't understand everything. Um, but that was just me because I think, like I said, I wasn't being able to pay attention to some parts of the book just yeah. because I had to focus on work. But I got it enough even whenever my attention wasn't, like uh, – a hundred percent so and i still really enjoyed the book like that wasn't honestly isn't that confusing of a game to understand no it's not it's just like the amount of sets it's like what's Mm. the sets how many sets and then a match right right have to win by two so but anyways yes nothing go ahead you i thought you were gonna say something no okay but anyways i love that her name is carolina yeah carrie hi carrie carrie soto i wonder how she came up with that name too if it's like based by anybody or if like yeah. you know like um where that inspiration came from or even like where the inspiration for this tennis player came from um probably serena williams you think so yeah i think like the basis of her sure like being just like i thought a- she was mainly a 2000s tennis player serena mm-hmm. she just retired like two years ago or something yeah 
That's what I'm saying. She's but like, 41 now. So I also feel like maybe, and I'm saying like loose basis. Loosely based. Yes. Just like the whole like strong as fuck, like badass, like all the grand slams, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she maybe based Bo a little bit on Roger Federer. Yes. Because my grandparents loved Federer also. And like Federer is like a huge supporter of Serena and vice versa. Like they really are supportive of each other. So I feel mm-hmm. like um, I just kind of got that vibe a little bit. I know. I loved the, like the really small romance interest in this book. Because I, I love that's not the main thing. I, I was just about to say that it doesn't even like that's not the main plot point. That yes. is the subplot. And I was yes. like that. And it was so beautifully done. And then he's so supportive. And I literally love him. I know. I was like, And I love that he just like wanted to play her. And he like didn't care that she was a woman and beating him all the time. He was right. just like, fuck, I need to be better because I need to... <laughs> Like, be, and you're then, the best player in the world. I know. And then both of them would, like, you know, were brutally honest with each other yes. because they needed it. Yes. They both needed they that. They push each other to be better. And yes. I love that. That's, like, the best kind of relationship you can have. I know. People were saying he was so boring. I'm like, he is not the main character. Again. Again. This is another thing that we're seeing, right? I was like, People bitch, are do you mad want two main the characters? The side characters aren't as developed as the main. Oh, my God. And also... They were saying he was boring, and I'm just like, babies, it's not boring. He's not a boring person. Babies, it's 2023. Get over that. That is child thinking. Because if you really want every single character to have a spotlight in the book, you will not have any books like that. No. I guarantee you, everybody's going to have to have a supporting character, and the supporting characters are strong in their own sense, but they don't have to be, everything has to be completely like developed for them he to be good he isn't even in the whole story like he's half not of the he's story through half of it is her leading up through her career right and then he's in the second half, half. When because at the very beginning back. right at the very beginning is of her how she got started how she went up to like the, the junior leagues to get yes. to the pro and then like proving herself in the pros and then basically getting us all caught up to the point of what she like where she is now yeah. at her late 30s after she's retired and coming yes. out of retirement and why she went into retirement in the first place. Yes. So I saw that too and that bugged me because I felt like he was a wonderful supportive partner to her. I thought he was such her compliment. And he, yes. He was such a compliment to her. Because he And was she pushed like, him away so many times. I know. And he's just like, I'm I'll just be here. I'm coming I'm I am here. I have stayed here. Oh and it I also liked the me. I also liked the fact that they were older. Yes. And they I weren't loved that. I liked that they weren't twenty two and in love yeah that they were 37 and almost 39 yeah and that's when they found each other mm-hmm. and i'm like that gives me hope because it's also realistic because sometimes I people know. like do find each other that late in life late quote unquote in life and that's not even that late i know <sighs> no this book hit all the marks for me that's why I'm, i gave it a five because i love all these things that people are complaining about you know yeah i love it all i think they're just underdeveloped in the brain the people who <laughs> underdeveloped in the brain <laughs> to put it lightly oh man um, i could say more vulgar things but you know also so she goes over the scoring in tennis right love 15, right 30, right 40, right right deuce all that stuff mm-hmm. advantage in advantage out mm-hmm. um and i love when they're talking about the scoring and she he her dad is like quizzing her on stuff right and he goes mm-hmm. and love what does it mean 
she says it means nothing yes he goes well it means zero and she goes right you have no points love means nothing love means and i was like snap that is so good like maybe other people didn't take it that way but i was like holy shit that was some deep shit for my child right now literally it was a euphemism of how she views love literally because even as she's older she's like love is nothing like it doesn't exist there yeah right I the was only like, love that i have is for tennis and that is like it's a it's job to her like right her it was a passion right exactly mm-hmm. and so i just loved that quote i loved the dad yeah javier he's such a sweet man i was like stop he loves his daughter more than anything and i know the thing is is this book made me just it resonated so heavily with me because my dad coached me whenever i was doing a lot of my like volleyball and softball especially softball Mm -hmm. and just knowing like how much like i was I had some tendencies that carried it in the sense that I wasn't mean, but I was very perfectionist in my like performance on the court. And my dad said the exact same things. He's like, you do not show whether or not you are angry on the court, that something has gotten to you on the court. You do not cry on the court. You do not get upset on the court. Like do not let the other opponent see that they have phased you. Yeah. Um, and I resonated with that so much because I was like, my Mexican daddy told me that too. And I got in trouble so many times because he is like, fix your face, like on the sidelines. Because like, I like get cry, like I start crying and get frustrated or something because something wasn't going how I wanted it or I was playing bad. But anyways, Bro, the amount of times I cried when I was having my tennis lessons with my grandpa, I would get <laughs> so angry that I would just burst into tears. And then he'd like, let me cry for him. And he'd be like, okay, let's do the next drill. And I was like. I hate this. <laughs> but I I'm wish- tired, Grandpa. <laughs> well, that's just too damn bad. That's literally how it would be. <laughs> there was, bro, I, okay, side story really fast. But there was one day we were out. Because, so what I would do is I would spend two or three days with them every week mm-hmm. in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And we would have tennis lessons every day because he taught other kids. Right. And I'd go to that and then he would keep me afterwards to coach me. Like, I literally should have taken it more seriously because I feel like I could have gone somewhere with how much coaching I fucking had and I didn't take advantage. Um, and you could have been Carrie Soto. I fucking could have been. Especially the way they describe her body type. I'm like, oh shit, maybe I could have been. Because usually tennis, he, oh, my grandpa always complained about this. Tennis players are always tall because for serving it's helpful to have height advantage right and he always complained about how short i was <laughs> he's like i always get you the got short it ones. you because <laughs> volleyball gets tall ones yeah but well, i mean i was even considered short for volleyball yeah i mean i'm only five seven and that's very short for volleyball yeah so and well, and unless he got hops too. and i only had i only had mediocre hops Mm. so uh but there was one day i like practiced the whole afternoon in the hot sun and i didn't drink any water but then i sat down after like two or three hours and i chugged like three bottles of water and then i immediately like threw it all up everywhere sounds about right so freaking bad sounds about right it was so bad i just remember as a kid i felt terrible (laughs) i remember as a kid when i was playing select softball that uh we would go to tournaments and we would be out in the sun all day like Mm -hmm. we would have a game at nine ten o'clock we have another game at 12 and then you'd have a break 
and you play one at three yeah. and then one at five. And like we were out there all day. And sometimes I look back at those moments and I was like, how did I do that as a kid? And it's like in the sweltering, it's in the heat as a kid, of, you, you of summer in Texas. Like, I, I don't know crazy. how I did it. I mean, I was very tan and had terrible tan lines. Um, but I, see, I have seen the pictures to see it. But and even in volleyball, we would do that. You know, we would get up super early, have a game at 8 a.m. and be traveling to San Antonio, to Dallas, to Houston and, you know, getting up super early to drive to these games and then playing five or six matches in a, in a day mm-hmm. and then doing it all over again for the next day. And then maybe even a third day if you went that far. But I remember it and I miss it a lot. I miss volleyball. I and know. this book made me miss sports just in general i know same and i was like wow i could have been a pro at volleyball but then i decided to turn down their offer so what a fool (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding i'm fucking kidding bro but you're right (laughs) (laughs) oh man okay anyway um there was another quote that I wrote down that I really liked and Mm -hmm. she said I did not need to be pretty my body was made to wage war oh and I was like ooh baby the fact and I honestly I love that Javier like talked to her and told her that she's a warrior that she's strong Mm -hmm. that she he didn't like Tell her the traditional, like, oh, you're pretty and you're delicate. No, you're strong. You're meant for greatness. Yeah. And to, like, build her in that way. Of course, obviously, like, it made her into a very, like, you know, a hard competitor, which is great. And maybe to almost to a fault. But I just loved the fact that it was something different rather than, like, you need to be a lady or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, people are going to hate you. They're going to hate you because you're the best. Mm-hmm. Get over it. Like, you know, they're, they're like, they're going to get over it. And then he's like, and you eat that shit up. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just love Javier so no, much. I, know. I also liked his name. <laughs> Javier. Javi. I liked his coaching techniques a lot. Uh-huh. And I like that, like, he had his own little, like, moment where he wrote a book about the tennis fundamentals or whatever and he had he himself was like a little celebrity yeah and obviously he was from when he was a tennis pro too but right i just loved it from argentina and i also love that she beat the shit out of that 15 year old boy when she was only like 10 or something i thought they were 13 and 11 so that's the girl she played first she played a boy from the club that her dad worked at he was 15 and she was like nine or I thought 11. He was 11 and nine he was 11 no he, he was 15 i no. wrote it down i wrote it down because i was like 15 year old holy shit oh i thought he was 11 and no like, well, i was yeah because he was like what are you eight and she was like no i'm 11 that's what it was oh yes and okay then she I'm like them. beat him so easily and mm-hmm. he was like all huffy and puffy and she's like but she then- literally like um shook his hand he's like you suck at tennis yeah and javier was like carolina <laughs> and i was like she's like what it's he true does, yeah he sucks at tennis do better then she plays the 13 year old mm. um the mer- girl the prodigy because she yes. ends up being a pro because yes. that's yes okay and the she like plays and she like plays really hard and like she does lose 
and she's really upset. But the girl she's was like, devastated. you're literally awesome. I would never have beat you if I was the same age and like, uh-huh. whatever. And, then, and she's like, it doesn't matter. You still won. All I was thinking, though, the whole time and that obviously her dad taught her the lesson afterwards is like, you can't get better if you never play someone better than you because you're mm-hmm. never going to like test yourself. Right. And then he she he's like, but I didn't win. So obviously that makes me like not a winner. And I failed today. And he's like, Carolina, that's not what I'm telling you. He's like, you have to. You have to grow and mm-hmm. growing is with failing and that's okay to fail, but that's how you get better. You know? Yeah. I wish I had that work ethic as an 11 year old. <laughs> like, can you imagine? That's why there's not a lot of pro athletes. I know. It's just crazy. But then by the time she turns 17, she's number 10 in the whole world. And then by the end of that same year, she's number four in the world. Mm-hmm. Like that's fucking insane how good I she know. is. And just, I think about it and I always thought I was like, if I could ever go pro, but like one, like I could have never gone pro. I didn't have the dedication enough to do that every single day to be in the gym from 8 a.m. No. to 7 yeah, p.m. She was like working out and all that stuff. I know. She child. was on the court at 8 a.m. every single day running on the beach. Mm-hmm. That's Running on crazy. the beach. Absolutely not. Um... I fucking hated Stefanova. Oh my god! What? Uh, C-U-N-T. God damn. See you next Tuesday. Yes. Mm-hmm. Literally, ha- always being like, I'm hurt. hurt. That's why you beat my me. My shoulder hurt. My ankle. My ankle. That's why I rolled my ankle. It was like whenever I'm in tip top form, that's whenever you'll know that I'll beat you. Or like, yeah. If I would, that's the only time that you and won't win. When she did beat her, she was like, "Well, maybe if she lost some weight, like she'd be able to keep up with me." I was like, I was like "What damn. the fuck? Talk about not being a girl's girl." Literally, that's a pick me bitch. Oof, yes, in the worst way possible. Literally, like I just was like, could not believe it. And then they were like, "But she is kind of right. You do need to lose like, a, like you need to thin out a little bit." And I was like, "I'm kind of mad that you said that." Whenever I was like, okay, there. I wish they would have been like, well, I think we do need to like get you working out a little bit more and get more muscle on you. I wish they would have said something like that other than like, you need to thin out. Yeah. Like agreeing to it later. They, you know what I mean? They unfortunately, then it becomes a thing where she like eats smoothies and unsalted almonds and stuff. And uh-huh. I'm like, Bleh. I want her I to eat like burgers. That. Let her eat burgers. But let her be human. I'm glad at least it wasn't like a thing that even like, she though she was superhuman, over, yes, and like became a main focal point, you know. Right, right, right. She like, wasn't that like kind of ruined. It, I, think. I think, yeah, I feel like because she was so in control, but also at the same time, like there were moments and aspects of her personality that allowed her not to be in control. Mm-hmm. Like all out of that bitchiness and that um, arrogance was all just hiding the fact that she was insecure about not being the best mm-hmm. and i loved i loved it so much no she was amazing and i love the fact that she didn't allow paulina was it paulina staranova star i don't know Star staranova stefanova stefanova i don't know what her first name was um well i remember whenever stefanova like rolled her ankle and they asked her to pause the game and she's like no she wouldn't do that for me mm-hmm. and then the way and i immediately was like they're gonna think you're the bad guy because you cold-hearted made her carry yeah cold hearted carry called her right and that you're gonna be the bad guy because you didn't have the sympathy to 
to cater to her but also at the same time like I would have done the same thing too I wouldn't have said yes because that's right because she she would have wouldn't have given Carrie any grace either no so and you're damned if you do damned if you don't mad shit in the uh the press for like months like I don't even know who Carrie Soto is or I don't even know blah 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 yeah like of course shit. Gonna, yeah no um and then the paparazzi are absolutely fucking brutal to her. Oh my god. Like Just so fucking The brutal. whole media is brutal to her. The whole media. Everything is like spun and I hate it because they per- she portrayed the media so perfectly because the media will sway with anything like the public opinion mm-hmm. for public opinion. Like they're like in the very beginning I hated Carrie why is she doing this whatever and then at the very end of the thing they're like I never doubted her. Yeah. I never, I never, I fair, always expected. Fairweather fan and right. Fairweather friend is what she said. Right. Fair. Yes, exactly. And I was like, these, and that is such typical newscaster, like sports newscaster mm-hmm. behavior to say like, oh, well, I actually like am rooting for her or I did see that. Yeah. I already, I always knew she had potential, even though whenever you, the first time that she announced her coming out of retirement, they're like, what is this has been doing? Essentially. Like and just berating her. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I love when her first game back that they are chanting her name. Oh my gosh, yes. And there's a sign that says the bitch is back and she points to it. Yeah. And I was like, let's fucking go. The bitch is back. The bitch is back. And then I like how she reclaimed that. Because obviously people were using it to like tear her down. And yes. she's like, No, the bitch is back, so get ready. And I feel like in her press conferences afterwards, she was so fucking fierce and i yes. love how she would just shoot bullshit down immediately yeah. she's oh, like how do you th- what do you think i feel about it they're like how do you how do you feel after that loss well obviously not fucking good yes. you know yes and sometimes i those post you know performance interviews irritate the absolute fuck out of me sometimes because the questions that these interviewers ask they're the dumbest shit ever they're like so how did you feel about tearing your acl and you're like how the fuck do you think? What what do you, what what do you want from them? You want them to tell you that they're like they're so happy and grateful for the fact that they get to have surgery now and then they're <laughs> gonna be out for however many weeks, your months, your years, or whatever their careers ended. Like, what kind of fucking shit is that? Yeah. They're like, how did you f- like? What do you think is gonna happen next, bitch? He literally just got off the court like 10, 15 minutes ago. I know. What do you think? Ugh, it just irritates me. It irritates me so much. So I know I said this earlier, but I literally have in caps the unapologetic bitch female main character I've always wanted and needed. Oh, I know. I know. I love Gwen as just side character. I know we're going into side characters, but I love Gwen and I love Javier and I love Bo. And I just, ugh, I love it. And then I even like Nikki when she comes in at the very mm-hmm. end. And I love that and, Carrie, like, loves her. And she's like, I fucking hate that I like her. Yes. Because she, Nikki and her are so similar. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that she was, um, again, she was Asian and she was lesbian. Yeah. And I had, I love that Nikki was like, you don't respect what I've done for tennis. Yes. She called her shit out to Carrie. And I was like, yes. But I don't know because I feel like. I have mixed feelings on it. I'm like, yes, I like that she said that because I feel like Carrie wasn't doing it. But also I'm like, "Mm, I feel like Carrie does respect that about you, but that doesn't make her not want to beat the fuck out of you. And no, I got I 110% felt like Carrie kept downplaying 
Nikki's achievements and stuff like you know really? and not we're not downplaying but she never gave her the credit where credit was due because she kept saying that she was the face of, of like what she did for tennis and what she like put tennis at like women's tennis at now and she mm. never recognized the things that okay Nikki's so like success, Nikki's also put this to t- and, okay right because that's what she this way. right that they changed the landscape that. of when of women tennis and that Carrie said that she did it all on her own and she's like no yeah you essentially you ran or you walked so I could run and like look what look what I've also done for this and why haven't you given any recognition to that because yeah. you still think I'm so below you you know yeah and I I loved when she said that because I was like yes yes because I love Carrie but yes she did do that she and then I think in her head she it clicked for her whenever obviously all that happened and she's like i look up to you and i did so much for you but you will not give me the credit that i deserve because i have worked so hard and not only that that she worked hard without a coach yeah so <sighs> i also love that, that the fact that she lost i love the fact that yeah, she lost i know i it was like a beautiful story because i tell this to people all the time so my texas like high school experience was kind of like a movie especially like my senior year you know friday night lights like the show i guess I've or whatever some people have some people haven't it's about texas high school football or whatever my senior year was essentially like that show where my the football team um all of the football players they were all like seniors most of them were um and they were all my friends and we went all the way to state and it was every weekend you know we were going to a different city we were going to you know a different round another round and we mm-hmm. made it to the state championships and each round we it, we each round was such a good game i remember like our third round game we almost didn't make it to the next round we won by a field goal in like at the very end of the of the game and it was like the longest field goal that our um kicker had ever kicked in his life and he made it Oh, I remember all of that. It was so much fun. And so when we went to the state championships um, in Dallas, in Arlington, at um, the AT&T Stadium, mm-hmm. there was over 50,000 people that showed up for that game. Wow. And so we went, and I remember being on the f- very front row in the guardrail because all the seniors got to be, like, you know, mm-hmm. at the very front. And um, we went, and it was the best game it was like tip for tat they get a touchdown we get a touchdown they get a field goal we'd get a field goal and it was like that the entire game and it was a high scoring game and so at the very end we were down by three i think or or no we were down yeah we were down by three we needed to like something we just needed to score Mm -hmm. to be ahead of them because the the um the score was 50 43 to 45 Right, so a field goal would have gotten one more point and then, you know, stuff like yes. that. <laughs> so, anyways, it's like six seconds left. We're all out of options. We're not close enough for a field goal. So they do one last, like, play, and they hail Mary it, and the other team's quarterback catches it in our end zone. And the game's over, and we lost. And it was... It was crazy to think that, like, we got there, and it's even a better story because we lost. Like, for me, it's not that it's, like, it's a better story. Of course, I wish we won. But, like, it felt more rich knowing that we went and we fought, like, our hardest game, and then we ended up just losing. Yeah. 
and we made second. So it wasn't like a traditional like story that we went to state, we won to state. Yeah. We won state. We went to state, we got second, but the game was insane. I cried cuz I was a senior in high school and we were super into it that we hadn't been to the playoffs let alone the championships in 20 something years. So it was like 25 years, something like that, 20 something. It was so much fun. Sports are emotional. That's the highlight of my like senior year, man. It was going to those different games and tailgating and taking off school and I know. Ugh. We went to state my senior year too. And we like got to leave school. So it was so fun. And I had some friends. It was so much fun because everybody was so invested in it that on Fridays, the teachers wouldn't do anything. We would just watch movies or we would watch something else or, you know, no, we weren't because everybody working. was so looking forward to the game that people would take off and, you know, head out early or wherever it is that the game ended up being. So, but yeah, sports are emotional. Sports were such like a huge identifier for me growing up and they still are. So I just, I just love sports and I played everything under the sun. I'm mad. You know what I you know what we need to read? A fucking golf book because I was killer at fucking golf. I really was. I was good and I'm <laughs> pissed. My dad always tells me this too that he's mad that I never kept with it because the varsity coach for the high school because I was playing in middle school told mm-hmm. me that I'd have an automatic spot on varsity. That's if I wild kept. that you didn't do that then. I know, and he's pissed because there's so many golf scholarships that go unused per year. Especially for women. For women. And he's like, you dumb bitch. Damn. I know. Isn't that sad how we can look back and be like, yikes, that could have really changed the trajectory of a lot of things. I know. I was like, I could have gotten my college paid for and been in the PGA, the women PGA world tour or whatever. And I could have been the next Carrie Soto, but in golf. (laughs) Damn. Oh, Maddie. Whatever, then you wouldn't be here talking on the podcast. About bugs. (laughs) <laughs> i'm just a has-been oh my god <laughs> okay uh what else do you got that you wanted to say um the fade to black sex scenes pissed angry ang anger immediate anger and i texted you and i think i spoiled it for you but i don't really care because i was like i'm so pissed i i'm so upset I feel about like it that was the vibe of the book though like it was so i don't care not about that i'm sad but like i was like i'm unsurprised sad but not surprised yeah yeah i know but i was like "Mm, okay fine 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 and then whatever still upset about it her dad has a heart attack oh i almost cried that's where i was almost crying and i was like no no i'm here and then he couldn't go to wimbledon beforehand before he passed no i'm talking about his first heart attack before he died oh i thought you said he died and then you're no he had a heart attack Uh oh which he had before wimbledon right so he couldn't go so he got like he went into cardiac arrest because also did they talk about his cancer or they were just like oh he had chemo well he had chemo during her or he had cancer during her retirement Okay. And then he beat it, and then he was fine. But now he had a heart attack because of the chemo. Chemo's lasting effects. That's what it, that's what they had said. Well, that's the last time he was. He. Yes, he gets the sick chemo like multiple times. He has a heart attack, and then after. No. Oh no, you're right. Yes. You're right. 
because of the chemo last effect. You're yes. Right. Wow, I was getting confused because there's a lot of times he's sick, I feel like. It's just at the end. He's like, he's sick and then he's in the hospital and then they put him into, then they put him in the surgery and then the recovery is a long time. That's what it is. And yes. so that's why he's not able to go with her. And he ends up not going with her to the U.S. Open either because he... he well, no, they had they had already planned for him to not go because his recovery was still going really slow. And that's whenever she talked to him. He talked to her about Bo saying that he loves her. Yeah. And she, like, let her in or whatever. And then they leave for the night after knowing that he wasn't going to go with her anymore. And um, that's when he passes. Well, because then she goes to knock on his thing. Right. His just and... to be like, hey, you know, I'm leaving or not. No, just no, she came in the morning. She wasn't leaving. But... They had already said that they he wasn't going to go. Yeah. So. <sighs> that was like, oh, man. Um, I, part of me thought she was going to win the, the U.S. Open and be like, this is for my dad or whatever. Mm-hmm. But really what was for her dad was her, like, just being okay with not. Winning. winning and also just enjoying the game again like yes. finding that there is the love it's like not being so caught up in the so statistics he was like you were smiling as you played the okay. game like you were having fun again i know whenever he would call her cariño and i was like stop i cariño you know it's a term of endearment but um you made me sad because i was like stop it he just wanted her to play he's like it doesn't matter to me whether or not you win or lose and she's like what like that rocked her Mm -hmm. world and i think her love like for her the idea of love was winning like that was love Mm -hmm. was her for for her to be successful and her dad was like no i want you just to love the game of tennis and to recognize the things that you have done and like the accomplishments that you've done not to settle because then she that's what she took his his advice being like enjoy what you like recognize what you've done like mm-hmm. in the very beginning whenever she fires him from being her coach mm-hmm. he's like i'm not telling you that you can't do these things i'm just telling you like you are so hyper focused on numbers and stats yep that you don't see what you're doing to the face of tennis and she's like fuck you or whatever like you're not yeah. getting me to where i need to be and stuff and i was like wow yeah yeah but after her dad died, I am obsessed that Bo was so there for her. Oh, my God, yes. He literally packed her suitcases for her. It was so cute. He's like, washed, I fucked up. I forgot your socks. Yes. And I was like, ah. He washed her hair for her in the shower. And he was reading the book on how to grieve some when you lose someone, someone you, you love. Because he, was, he also loved her loved so him. much. And, she no, walked, and he also lost him. Loved, he loved, loved him. him Sorry, that's what I meant. Because he loved Javi, and she walks in on him in the bathroom with the shower running, and his, his eyes, eyes are, are red because he's been crying. I was like, ah! And he made her, heart. he made her three like meals every day. Yes, and I was like, he literally was her rock during that time. And I was just like, oh my god, I kind of hate that she couldn't say I love you too. Oh my god, when I was, she like, was like, you, you know bitch. I do. I was like, just fucking say, say it. it. The poor man has been. <laughs> He literally lost one of his. He's been doing so much for you, babe. And he, I know he forgot the socks, but like, (laughs) can you just tell him? Can you just tell him you love him? Literally, please. But then the her last match against Nikki. Nikki was so Nikki Chan. 
Oh my gosh. I feel like she wrote it I so felt, well where I was like, like you were in the my seat. Like, you were oh in the God, stands. Oh I felt like I was in the stands, like rooting like for I her. I could see them falling in my Yes. Head. It was crazy how good it was. And then uh, I also am fucking obsessed with the fact that she like kind of started coaching Nikki. She was Nikki's coach. And the cliffhanger. I was pissed. I was like. swing. And then it stops. I was like, that's a fucking beautiful ending. It was beautiful. beautiful it was. Ending. It made me so because sad. Because we know she won or lost. Yeah, and who and cares? Like, and that's not the point. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, this is the best ending ever. And I never am happy about book endings. And I was so fucking happy about this I was this like, dang. Dang. That was awesome. But yeah, no, she's the coach now. And he's like, he's, she's in Javier's place. I know. And I was like, full circle. The because, tennis great. Because they. Starts coaching the next tennis great. Right. Well, because then she sees how much Nikki is like her. Mm-hmm. And how much she was like, she saw the cutthroatness of of Nikki and like what she could be and stuff. And she's like, I am looking in a mirror because then she even talks about it in the epilogue where she huffs away and she gets all angry whenever she tells her to do something, but she's always listening. You know what I mean? I didn't listen to the epilogue. You didn't listen to the epilogue? No, it, it literally like didn't play. That's at the end because he's like, um, it just started swings. the credits. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's the epilogue. Is whenever she's talking about oh. her being a coach to Nikki. Oh, I guess I didn't realize that that was the epilogue. Yeah, that's what she was saying. She was like, even though I tell her to do stuff and she grumbles and complains or whatever, she, I can always oh, tell that she's always okay. listening to me. Yes. Which is like looking in the mirror of like, she's like, I wonder how my dad did it all those years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm. um, I loved the character growth. I love that both grades, like both great tennis players got together. Because I just stop. I just love it. I love that they were both great at tennis. Yeah. They were both the greats in their in their leagues. Um also I said tennis totally isn't given its due is an interesting sport. No, for sure. And no, absolutely. A, it seems like it's not so grueling. Oh my god, it's so fucking grueling. No, it's it, crazy. Anybody who says tennis is not grueling has never played tennis. And I just that love court that is this so book fucking big. It's about tennis. That court is so, so happy. fucking big, and it's I so know. much surface area. You have to sprint and dive, and like, no, I know. anybody who <sighs> who anybody who undermines any sport, jail, immediate <laughs> immediate jail. Because people say like cheerleading isn't a sport. Have oh you cheerleaded? That's so ridiculous. Have you cheerleaded? Have you been out there copying and singing and doing shit and then doing stunts for all like like. Do not sit here and undermine somebody else when you sit in the bleachers or you have never done a sport in your life. Oh, it makes me mad. Oh, it makes me so mad. Because they don't know. Everybody's like, oh, that's easy. Okay, pick it up. Pick up the bat. Pick up the bat and swing the ball and hit that ball and go that way. Put it to third base. What do you have to do whenever you want the ball to go to third base? It makes me want to get back into tennis so bad. Makes me want to go into a volleyball league where they can... (laughs) hit volleyballs on people should all day. Should I start taking lessons? Do it. I should. I want to... So. I hate sand, though, but they only play sand here in Austin. There's some really? indoor... There are some indoors, but sand is bigger here. I don't think I've ever played sand volleyball other than, the, oh, like, family gatherings. I played sand volleyball competitively with my... With Angel. And um, we were... It was doubles. And we won every tournament that we went to. We were good. Huh. 
we were good, but it was hard, and I hated it. <laughs> I hated it so much. And I hated it. I hated, I hate sand volleyball, because it's just you two, and it's so much court that you're having to cover for each other. Yeah. And not only that, it's like, sand is obviously not easy to, you know, navigate in at all. And when you're no. jumping, like, the sand takes all of your energy yeah, away it absorbs sense. everything so it's just the worst and then whenever you die for a ball sand everywhere yeah in the hoo-ha in the hoo-ha, <laughs> in, the hoo-ha in the gonads like everywhere the gonads you don't have those i don't but there's still men that played yes so anyways it's in all the crevices you don't want it to be in and it was the worst and i just i don't like sand i don't like the beach i don't like being outside in the summer in the heat i want to be indoor with five other players on my team. So that way I had five other people to work with. <sighs> I love indoor. God, I love indoor volleyball. I just <laughs> want to play volleyball now. Damn it. Okay, here's some reviews. Some Should we start with one star or five star? You go ahead. You're the one with the, with okay. the reviews this time. I want to just sit back and listen. Here's a one star one that drove me fucking insane. DNF'd at 32%. What? Okay, I love this author and will read everything she writes, but I just can't finish it. It's very well written, as per usual, of TGR, but there were a few things that didn't work for me. Carrie's father repeatedly speaks Spanish at length, and she makes no attempt to offer any translation or explain what was said. Readers who aren't fluent will be left clueless. Did I miss something important? No. Did TGR I'm insert not fluent. Jim? I'll never know. I literally... I am not fluent. Don't know any Spanish. How can I understand it? I understood the Spanish. I could too. Or at least use context clues and to it, understand what's being said. Oh, okay. When Bo said that he translated some oh words. Oh my God. He wrote it down so he, he could, could figure out what to say. I was like, stop it. A man who's willing to do the most. What did he translate to? It was like. Your heart is more than something. I don't remember. It was something really sweet. I it was really, down, really cute. But, oh it was my God, really sweet. It was I'm so, so I was swooning over it. And I, was I like, know. Stop it. This is. Oh my God. And I love that. Like, You're my. Or I, I want you. I want this to be real. Or like, I want you or something to that effect that he had. One of the sentences that he had was yes. on there. And I also love that he Why was a fuck up in his lean? young age. And then he like learned from it. And now he's better. And he's like. And now I can be with you. But I also like that she was like, and you never called me. He was like, you told me. Don't call me. Yeah. But I would have if you let me or whatever. Right. So I love that he kind of just like always had a candle. He kind of was like a soft himbo, like soft, just like he was smart, but like just a little bit of a himbo for her. (laughs) What? A himbo. Yeah. Just for her, though. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I also thought it was interesting that, like, he was the opposite of her through in their childhood. Like, his dad and his parents never oh, they didn't. gave two shits about him being good at vo- in tennis. tennis. Yeah. Volleyball. In tennis. And then that's what – that was nothing but Carrie's life was uh-huh. tennis. There was no value in anything else other than just tennis. And I thought that was crazy. I liked the the difference between that. And then with Javier saying like, he's like, can you believe how like his how stupid his parents were saying that he had 
like they didn't mm-hmm. want him to do that or they didn't support him in and then his, so Javi like, was that like gifts. dad that he didn't have right because he but he coached him mm-hmm. i know it's just a wholesome fucking book um and then she goes also this book is about tennis not tennis but all caps tennis as in the entire book t- to the point i threw in the towel is about tennis there is no drama no mystery no plot there is no history there or there's just history of a tennis career so unless you really love tennis you're gonna get really bored really fast no it's literally about the internal struggles of this retired tennis player trying to come back to either prove something not only to herself but to the world and in reality covering it up to the point to where like that she is still battling her insecurities and identity crisis of only being a professional tennis player. Oh my god, I want I literally want it was to, the dumbest fucking review. I don't think this person actually sat down and read this book. I don't think she even gave it a shot. No. Like she wanted to misunderstand this. Anyways, this next one star <laughs> said I'm a huge fan of mm. TGR. I loved Daisy Jones and Evelyn H- Hugo, but Carrie Soto, ugh. I was like, I already want to punch you in the fucking face. Um, <laughs> she goes, we met Carrie in Malibu Rising when she broke up Nina Riva's marriage. First off, Carrie didn't break up Nina's marriage. No. Her husband did Her that. husband did it. Also. Again, why are we blaming women for men's actions? Literally. Literally. Because Carrie's not the homewrecker here. No. Now she's back with her own book, and I wish she'd remain a a bit character in someone else's life. Fuck you. The book follows the career of uh, whatever. TGR excels at writing about the interior lives of famous people, and I was looking forward to Carrie getting an Evelyn Hugo treatment, which, what does that even fucking mean? Evan, Evelyn Hugo treatment? Yeah. What? Learning like... about how her different real life, oh, how different her real life is from the tabloids. Learning about her as a person and not a collection of sports stats. We do fucking... Tennis, the sport is all of Carrie's life. How can that not be fully intertwined? Mm. This person clearly never cared deeply about some sort of passion where she doesn't These people obviously have no critical thinking. (laughs) I don't get it. I can't decide if it's because Carrie is a dull character or if sports characters are just inherently less interesting than movie stars or rock stars. What? But whatever the reason, Carrie's life bored me to tears. I literally will kill you, Emily, Emily, whatever your name is. Emily. <laughs> it's spelled weird. Emily, stop it. It's spelled weird. Okay, that's fine. I just think it's funny. <laughs> To begin with, Carrie is a 37-year-old brat, self-centered, immature, and no discernible personality beyond the devotion to tennis. Um, I mean, that's like, the point. OMG, can we please talk about something else? Carrie's obsessed with winning to the point that she thinks anything and anyone else is worthless, including the people who love her. I was like, are you insane? That's, that's, that's her called charm. trauma. That's called, yeah, it's called trauma. Exactly. It's called she loves her dad and she just wants to, like, I don't know. I just, it drove me insane. That's called insecurities to the like ten thousands and kind of OCD oh, and like just a lot of some like, but essentially drama. <laughs> Anyways, five star review. I refuse to believe that Carrie Soto isn't real. <laughs> and yeah, me too, babe. babe. Me too, babe. Uh, I will literally name my daughter that, Carrie Soto. Do it. 
I don't know exactly how TGR had me glued to my book, feeling anxious for some matches that weren't real, played by tennis p- players that aren't real, but it feels like they are. I don't understand shit of tennis. <laughs> to be honest, my friends taught me a lot of things. Whatever. I can't put it to words how great this book is. I'm speechless. Basically saying, like, she's stubborn, selfish, grumpy at times, but brilliant. She knows how to play, how to make strategies. She plays every aspect of the she game. She does. She's got the strength. She's got the speed. She's got the Well, strategy. that's what Javier says at the very end. She's like, I taught her how to play all types of tennis. Literally. It's amazing. Like, she can adjust to anyone's game to, like, figure out their weakness. I know. Ugh. She said Bo was really sweet and an idiot at the same time. <laughs> get that vibe but okay i mean like a little like i can see it i don't agree with it but i could see it and then this other five-star review and then that's my last one i could literally sob because this book is over uh she's like most of you know daisy jones and the six is my favorite tgr album book daisy walked so carrie could run so if daisy is your favorite character like me you would be thrilled um it has all the elements, a slow building love story, an amazing father-daughter relationship, coming of age, personal growth, and women's, like, struggles and themes. Right. It's her second favorite book, the crossovers with, like, uh, the Rebus, and then Daisy. Right. Mm-hmm. And just all the things. So, the five-star reviews were so good, and the one-stars, I want to literally find them and burn their houses down. <laughs> They're on your shit list. Yes. To say the least. But anyways. Is um, what? Blank. Mine, mine has been swiped. Your mind w- yeah, got sorry. swiped. Oh, no. I just accidentally screenshot something twice and I was confused for a second. Oh, okay. My bad. Do you have anything else you want to add? Everyone needs to read this book immediately. Now. Start your year off with a TGR book. Like TJR, not TG. TJR. You need to start a TJR book. It's already, like, I had the best year with a TJR book starting off my reading challenge, and I unknowingly ended up doing it now, but I have a good feeling about it, and I honestly think everybody else needs to follow suit, so. Do you think this will be made into a show? Oh, fuck yeah, and I can't wait. Okay, cool. Me too. can't wait. I actually can actually even see it as a movie. I think it could be a movie, because it's Because it is one like one time period and like the book was able to be you know said pretty easily like i think they can condense it down i think so too like they don't have to show every single match you know, right in the the um the movies and obviously mm-hmm. internal di- dialogue takes up a lot of books and exactly and a lot of this right and a lot of this was carrie kind of talking and talking through like why she felt like this or whatever and, and like stuff. explaining details, details of matches and stuff exactly and i think they can i think they can show her i can see it in my head yeah. show her at like the game focusing on the certain things well no no no. in the very opening. first like the opening credits is like you see like the tennis ball and like um a match going on and then it goes to javier and her in sunglasses and she's got like a bandana on and their players box and he's like a silver fox and they all mm-hmm. both um have they look so cool and sleek and stuff and they're talking to each other and he's like if she wins this she's gonna take your title or whatever mm-hmm. and he's like maybe you know that whole scene yeah i can see i can it see in it head. in my head and then it For sure. spans back to whenever she was a kid 
I, it would be such a good movie. I really want to read Daisy Jones and the Six now. And then I think I'll be caught up on TJR. You will. Mm-hmm. And you'll be ready for March. Her, yeah. I read some of her older books and they are not it like these ones are. No. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, she found her niche. No, she totally did. So I'm excited to read Daisy Jones and the Six ASAP. Me. I'm or excited for you. To it. Yes. I'm excited for you to read it too. But I think that's all we have on that for for this week. What's our next read? Do you remember? Why did I just have a blank? I literally had a blank too, so that's why I'm asking you. I literally looked it up earlier today. What did I? What did we put? Um, Is it Six of Crows? No, it's not. No, tis not. Tis not. Uh, give me two seconds. Or ten. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking it up real time. We're so professional, guys. My year of rest and relaxation. My year. Finally, an Otesha, Otesha, Otessa Moshfag book. I'm so excited to read it. And then it's Daisy Jones and the Six. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Daisy Jones and the Six. I'm actually going to re-listen to that one because it was so good. Really? Do you have it? No. Mm. But um, I'm going to read it again. I'm excited. I'm excited for Daisy Jones and Six very much. So now I, I know. Like, I wish TGR had more books now that I could read. I know. Damn. I know. She's got four really phenomenal books at Damn. the moment. I, but she's been putting out a book every year. So. Yeah. I don't know. I just like this was my favorite book of hers. By far? Yes. By yeah. far. And I loved Malibu Rising. Mm-hmm. I think I gave Malibu four stars. Mm-hmm. And then I loved Evelyn Hugo. Mm-hmm. This one really fucking took it up like 10 notches for me. I'm for excited her. for you to see like where Daisy Jones is going to fall. I'm nervous. Because I gave Daisy Jones an easy five. Okay. I just like related so hard to this story. No, yeah, that's fine. So I'm like, oh man, I don't know if it'll be able to top it, but I'll probably yeah. still really love it. No, I'm sure you will. So. I'm sure it still will be between four because and I five. I love Fleetwood Mac, and I know it's kind of like based on Fleetwood yeah, Mac. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all I listened to in the summer of 2019, like on repeat. Used your personality. It was for a little while. It was gotcha, gotcha. At the pool, constantly playing <laughs> Fleetwood the chain. Mac. The way that song has a chokehold on me to this day is their best one so far. Wow, the nostalgia. I know it reminds me of my childhood immediately. I know this this book did that for me too but um okay well then we will see you on next week's episode whenever we talk about my year of rest and relaxation by otessa moshfeg bye y'all bye